Well, welcome back to our second week in our series, Habits. And we really are looking at those principles, those small disciplines in our life that done consistently over time can develop something that is life changing. And last week, if you weren't with us, our conversation, we started with kind of talking about resolve. Not necessarily resolutions, but resolve. Saying, what is it that we resolve to do in our life? What kind of people do we want to be? Because we know kind of those actions that we do over the course of time determine the kind of people that we become. It is important and it's significant that each of us, you know, like... Sometimes in your life, you sit down and you say, you make a list and you say, this is what I want to accomplish. These are some goals. This is what I want to do. And I am that type of person. I love this time of year because it's kind of a good way to reflect and push towards another thing. But what what we talked about last week is really thinking about the kind of person that God wants you to be. The kind of person that I want to develop into. And I challenge you to really write that down and think about it and pray about it. And um, if you didn't get a chance to, to hear the message last week, it is online and you can listen to that. But we want to take it kind of a step further this week and think about how to make that happen in our daily life. You know, um, everybody in life has habits, right? Do you have it? Do you have habits in your life? Um, uh, and you know, some of them we don't even really think about. I've heard a study that said about 40% of our life or our actions is based on just kind of habits that we get into over time. You kind of just get up and you, you know, you have maybe your, your habit of, I hit the snooze a couple of times. You maybe have your habit of, I start the coffee. I, uh, I get into the shower. I brush my teeth. You do some of the same exact things every single day. And maybe you come home on Friday night and you, you binge uh, Netflix for a couple of hours. And that's kind of your routine or whatever it may be. But it seems as though like we have, there's incredible power in kind of habits and incredible power in those different things. Some of those are really good. Some of those are not. And, and the collection of those over time are really, really significant. And so we're looking at that. And as you, we have kind of this visual image of the dominoes kind of stacking up and falling over the course of time. I want to just reflect a little bit on the power of that one little small action, that one little change, that one little tweak, maybe in our day, that one like keystone habit that could drive you and change things in your life. Um, let, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things that build up over time. And, and, and like I said, habits, uh, you know, done consistently over time make a huge difference, but we don't think about it necessarily in that way all of the time. Um, uh, a couple to illustrate, uh, here is a little picture of something that you may participate in now and then. Uh, this is, um, this is the tiramisu at Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Uh, anybody like Cheesecake Factory? All right. Um, I looked on their menu this week, and this is one of their uh, items on their menu with the least amount of calories, actually, is as far as their dessert items. Um, and so the tiramisu is, you know, around 900 calories. Uh, there were some things that were almost double that. Can you believe? I mean, uh, that's like a meal or a whole day's worth of calories in the dessert. But um, Cheesecake Factory tiramisu, that's kind of like one of their lower items. 
crumbs. That's, that's a little bit maybe a big dessert if you had that. Um, uh, what I want you to think about is imagine if you ate one cheesecake tiramisu every single week uh, for this entire year. I want you to think in your head if you ate one, just one, uh, as changing your diet from what you normally do, you added one tiramisu a week, how much weight do you think you would gain at the end of the year? Okay, think about it in your head. Uh, there will not be prizes later, but uh, there will be self-satisfaction that I, I estimated pretty well. Okay, here's the answer. Here it is. Seven pounds. If you ate one tiramisu a week on average, that would equate to seven pounds over the course of a year. That's a... That's pretty surprising, isn't it? Isn't that, it seems like a lot. Good thing I did not put up like the double fudge chocolate cake that they have that's like 1,800 calories. I'd be like double that. But that is about the math of it as far as how weight is concerned. Now, now let's think about it in another perspective. Uh, working out. Um, if you worked out about 60 minutes and you actually did something that was like pretty high intensive cardio for about 60 minutes a week. Uh, the converse is true. It's, it's like this. Go ahead, flip to the next one. If you did 60 minutes of high intensity cardio a week, it's the equivalent of seven pounds a year. So if you stop and think about the change, if you took away a tiramisu, and added a workout. And maybe, I mean, you could do two of them in 30 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever. It's 14 pounds a year difference. That's pretty amazing. That one slight change, one slight change in your habit or routine makes a huge difference. If you look at that over the course of 10 years, it gets kind of scary, doesn't it? It gets pretty scary when you're talking 140 pounds? Really? That's the difference between that kind of activity over the course of years? Now, over the course of one day, not really that significant, right? Um, But over the course of a long period of time, it's incredibly powerful and life-changing, really life-changing. Changing from a tiramisu to a workout would be life-changing over the course of a long period of time, done consistently. Another example um, is this. So, uh, anybody... uh, Check your screen time now and then. Now, uh, we have this little app. If you have an iPhone, I have an iPhone, and I can look under my settings and look under the category of screen time. And I can look and see how much time I spend picking up my phone. And actually, every time I pick it up, every time I look at it, it tracks it. And it can log exactly how much time you spent on different apps and different things. And who want, go ahead, we'll, we'll do it again. In your head, guess what the average adult who has a smartphone, their screen time per day. Go ahead, give it a thought, give it a guess, lock in your answers, no cheating. Okay, you can whisper to your neighbor for a little bit of accountability right now. The average amount of screen time per adult is actually, when we're talking about just the smartphones, okay? It's a lot higher if you include computer screens, TV screens, and all that stuff. We're just talking about the smartphone. Is, average is this, three hours a day. 
Three hours a day equates to 1,095 hours a year. A thousand hours a year. Over a thousand hours a year. Uh, that's significant part of your life, an incredibly significant part of your waking hours. Unbelievable how much time. And how that equates, here's another way you can like kind of put it into perspective. If you instead replace that with reading the Bible, you could read through the Bible 15 times a year. Okay? You could read through the Bible 15 times a year if you made that switch. Now, um, you know, like, let's, let's put it a little bit into perspective. I mean, but if you actually just took it and said, I'm going to take about 10 to 12 minutes off of that three hours, 10 to 12 minutes, you could read through the Bible in a year. If you took about 10 minutes, 10 to 12 minutes a day to just read at a normal slow pace, you could read through the entire Bible in a year. That is a small percentage of screen time that would be changed. And guess what? Your Facebook friends will still be there. It'll be okay. It's just pretty profound and amazing how habits in our life can compound over time and create something that is different. There's, there's no question or, or uh, like if you think about the numbers of like the screen time of three hours, a stinking day, uh, how our culture and world has changed so much and how highly influenced we are on things like social media and other things and how highly addictive these things are. Look at all the amount of time and effort that we're putting towards these things. My goodness, right? And so what this is, is it's kind of an example of the type of things that we do on a regular basis that somewhat are subconscious. They're kind of just, it's kind of a passive way approaching life. We're just, we just go about life. We wake up and we kind of live our life and we don't ever stop and pause and say, what am I building my life to become? What do I want to be? Who was I created to be and what do I want my life to be about? It's really taking that small change and making a decision that I am going to have a conscious view of what I want to become in my life. And it's not as hard as we think it is. It's that power of kind of that, that single domino and just kind of stacking. I don't have any dominoes, but I have Jenga pieces. Uh, uh, if you want to play Jenga later, we can do that. But just kind of that one domino. And just kind of stacking that one domino and saying, all right, today I'm making that one tiny little change. That 1% difference that over the course of time can build up and can build up and can do something in an incredible way. And so, so there is an incredible power in these small disciplines. There's a person in the Bible by the name of Daniel, and we're not going to like read his story today, but, but, but he's a good reference point. He is somebody that you've probably heard the story when you were like uh, at, at some point in time about how he spent a night in a lion's den, right? Anybody heard that before? Daniel spent a night in the lion's den. Now, I will tell you, I would love to be the kind of person they would have the courage and the faith to hang a night in the lion's den, right? That 
is the kind of faith and courage and like the power of God that I would love to be a part of my life. Wow. Like imagine facing a literal lion in a den and like having the faith to overcome that. That is somebody that's like a lot of times we look at it and we're like, that's the kind of person I want to become. But we forget that there was more to Daniel's story. There was a huge part to Daniel's story. And actually what he had, and the scripture tells us, is he had a keystone habit in his life that really guided him and became something that strengthened him to a point where he could, he did incredible things with his life. And he ended up being one of the most trusted, influential people of his day and gives us many of the prophetic words in the scripture that God entrusted to him uniquely because of one keystone habit that he had. He said, every day I will pray three times a day. And that's what he did. And that's what it says in the book of Daniel is that every day, three times a day, he'd do it in the morning, kind of midday, in the evening, he would pray and he would stop and he did it. And it was his pattern and it was his routine. And every single day, imagine just taking even five minutes, three times a day and reframing yourself and saying, God, I'm listening to you. God, I'm conscious of you. God, what do you want in my life? And he did that every single day. And it's no mistake that you look at him years later or times later, he's facing down lions. You see, we have to all understand and recognize that these things don't just come out of nowhere. It doesn't come out of nowhere. And it comes out of kind of these keystone habits, these things that will guide us and lead us. Um, uh, Pastor Craig Rochelle says, successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. I love that quote. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. The reality is, is all of us have goals. All of us have goals. And actually, um, most people's goals are pretty similar. Um, if, you, if you look at kind of like people as they assess and they look at their life and they want to make New Year's resolutions, most people are, are fall into a few kind of broad categories. Um, I'd like to lose a few pounds, right? I'd like to get in shape. I'd like to take care of my health. Those kind of categories. That's a normal one and that's a worthy goal. Yeah, absolutely. Take care of your life. Uh, try to make sure that you're in the most health. Make, take advantage of the life that God has given you. Wonderful, wonderful goal. Wonderful ambition. Uh, take away the tiramisu. Wonderful. Great. Okay, that's a good thing. Worthy thing. Other people maybe say, I want to get closer in my relationships. There's relationship goals. I want to make sure my family is thriving. My relationships are good. My friendships are good. Those kinds of relationship goals, friendship goals, those kinds of things. Valuable, important. People also say things like, I want to advance in my career. I want to like, I want to make the most of the talents God gave me. I want to, I want to do something in life. I want to have a challenge. I want to, these things really matter to me. I want to advance in my career. Or maybe you say, I want to make sure that I have a spiritual goal, that I'm close to God that I'm growing in, in, in some way or another. Most of the time, people's goals as they look and evaluate their life are very, very similar, okay? And it's not really all that surprising or shocking or, or anything. It's kind of oh, almost intuitive that we say, these are some of the big category things that I would like to work on and improve, and this is something I'd like to do better in. 
But what is different is some people are able to execute on that. And a lot of people, it just becomes kind of on a list. It's just something that is on a piece of paper and it never materializes. It never actualizes. It's, it's really the setting of the goal is very simple, easy, and in many ways, everybody gets it and knows it. But uh, 92% of people completely abandon their New Year's resolution by Valentine's Day. 92%. Okay? And, and so it's kind of, it's really not a problem of goal setting. It's a problem of execution. It's a problem of actually having a system in place to make sure it happens. And, and so I want to think about just kind of tapering it back and stepping back. And you should be thinking about saying, what kind of person, God, do you want me to be? That's a good way to start. What kind of person do you want me to be? What is an area of my life that, God, you want something more from me? God, I, I pray that I can be more and more like this fill in the blank. Okay, great. But now what really matters is how are you going to approach that? How are you going to deal with that? How are you going to take that next step? And what are you going to do as a result? And so my challenge to you is to really think small is to really think about a small thing that can change. A small, slight tweak. Um, Instead of thinking about 10 things that I want to do, think about one. Think about one thing. And so today, to keep it really simple in that same vein, we're going to read one Bible verse. And it says this, Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So so here's... This little charge, this little Bible verse that Paul gives uh, towards the end of the book of Corinthians, as he's giving all these things, some of his concluding thoughts, he says, he's saying, stand firm, let nothing move you, always give yourself fully because your work is not in vain. Let's look at this a little bit. The first thing he says is he says, stand firm, stand firm. Stand firm, let nothing move you. Stand firm, stand your ground. Stand up and do those things. Why do we quit? Why do we quit something that we started and having good, had good intentions towards? Why do we quit? Why do we say like, hey, I, I put up that one domino and I put up two dominoes, but then all of a sudden, like kind of along that chain at some point, anybody ever play dominoes uh, on your own at home? Like if you have one of them kind of miss... It stops, right? Have you ever been there? And you've been at the place, whether you're playing dominoes at home or in real life, where it's like, okay, I did it one day, I did it two days, I did it three days, but then I, it, it stopped and it never started again. The chain never went and it never continued on. And so why do we do that? Why do we have like one... Why do we why, like focus on that one thing? You know, um, 
one thing that I think happens to us is we don't see progress fast enough. Isn't that right? We don't see progress fast enough. We don't see that the change has happened yet. You'll go and do one workout or you'll go and read your Bible one time or you'll go and you'll show up to church one Sunday or you'll go and you'll go to a small group one time and hang out with friends or you'll go and you'll you'll say a nice thing to your spouse. You'll do one little act and our expectation is is you know what? It's January 1st and I did a workout and I, I weigh the exact same as I did yesterday. What is going on? And we get so impatient and so frustrated thinking that the progress will happen just immediately. That if I take one day, it's going to change everything. But the reality is one tiramisu will not change your life. And also one workout won't change your life. 365 days of or 52 tiramisus will change your life. Sorry, not 365. I don't even want to calculate how much weight that is. Um, 52 tiramisus over the course of the year, that could change your life. 52 60-minute workouts can change your life. And that's what we don't realize sometimes. We think that just because we did it once or twice or maybe even three times and we don't quite see it yet, we think it's not happening close enough. And so we do the one workout, we do the one Sunday, we do the one, we read the one Bible verse, we make the one debt payment, whatever it may be, fill in the blank, and it doesn't change your life. And on the other hand, something that is really, really hard that we have to grasp with is, guess what? One lie you can probably get away with, right? One like, whatever, indiscretion, maybe, or one time where you kind of kind of cut the corner and had had some kind of indulgence it really that wouldn't change your life either really would it but there's something deeper that is going on right there's something deeper and more profound and something beneath the surface that is building and growing that is changing your life What we have to recognize is that we buy into kind of the lie often that this one kind of habit that is a negative aspect of my life, because I don't feel the consequences of it immediately, it's okay and it doesn't matter. That's not true. And it's building something. And you can find yourself over the course of time, all of a sudden, That one little lie, one indiscretion, one indulgence becomes who you are. And that habit has formed and that powerful habit is hard to break. And nobody, nobody starts their life thinking like, I'm going to, like, I'm going to, I'm going to be an addict this year. Nobody, nobody does that. You understand? Nobody, nobody does that in their life. Nobody says, I'm going to, my, I'm going to completely destroy my health. Nobody says those things, but isn't it pretty easy to fall into that? It's those, it's, it's this idea that we don't see the progress fast enough. And so we believe that it's not a big deal. And, and so, so, it's something that is very valuable advice that the, the scripture gives us here. It says, stand firm. 
Stand firm. Let nothing move you. You have resolved. Hopefully you've resolved. We, we handled this last week. You've resolved the kind of person that you'd like to become. You've resolved and you've said and you've stated and you've like written that down and prayed over it. Hopefully. This is the kind of person that I want to be. I've resolved to do this. And guess what now? You know that it's going to take some action to make that happen. There's going to have to be action that takes place as a result. You know that it won't just happen by accident. You know that something has to change in what you do in order for this to materialize. And so, so you have to resolve in your life that you say, I have done something and I am going to stand firm with that commitment and let nothing move you. And as you kind of start stacking those dominoes, there will be a day where a domino gets missed. That will happen. And you have to say, all right, that one domino is not going to end what, what I'm trying to accomplish or what God has done in my heart and my life. I'm going to get back up and tomorrow I'm going to start and I'm going to, I'm going to, stack up another domino and I'm going to start it again. And I'm going to start that. I'm going to start that routine again. And I'm going to start that again because I know over the course of time and effort and years that there's incredible power to, for life change, incredible power for it. So stand up and be firm. And that's, that's continually what the scripture talks about many, many times when it's, when it's encouraging people is it's, it's often just a reminder to keep the course. Stay the course. Keep doing it. Because, because it's so easy to just kind of give up because the results aren't coming like that. It's not fast enough. Not fast enough. Not fast enough. Well, we need to, we need to get a little bit uh, bigger attention spans in our culture and our time, don't we? And we need to have a bigger view a little bit of our life. If we want our life to really, really matter over the course of time and years. And so, so you've resolved to be this kind of person and you need to know what action will it take. The second thing this Bible verse says, is it says, give yourself fully to the work. And, and so what I would say is, is this is where I would encourage you strongly to give yourself to one small discipline. I'm going to pray three times a day and I'm not going to let anything stop me from that. I will pray. I will do this. This is what I want to do. It is so easy to fall into the temptation of trying to solve every single thing in your life uh, all at once. Start with one thing. Prayerfully committed to God, resolved to God to say, I have a keystone habit in my life that I'm starting right now that is going to fill me up and guide me for my life profound how that could help over the court. Can you imagine what that could possibly or potentially do over the course of a year? 14 pounds it could do, right? What could it do over the course of 10 years? 140 pounds. What could it do over the course of a lifetime? The change is profound. So I want you to think about one thing. Begin a habit and begin one of those things and set yourself up so that you say, I'm going to be a success in this area of my life. I'm going to make sure that this is something I've resolved to do. And so I'm going to give myself fully to this work. 
I'm going to give myself fully to it. Okay, so if you have, if you have a, a commitment that in the coming year you'd like to make space and time for God to speak to you and you'd like to read the Bible and pray, what a worthy keystone goal, right? Very much in the same vein of Daniel. What a worthy goal. Something you need to do is you need to say, this is, you need to have a very specific plan in place for that. You need to say, maybe it's my best time of the day is morning or my best time of the day is right before bed. If it's morning that I say, when that alarm goes off, what I tend to do is I hit the snooze over and over. That's what I tend to do. And then I don't have enough time in my day. Well, I need to set my alarm and I need to put my alarm on the other side of the room. And that's what I need to do. And I need to get myself out of bed. And I need to have my Bible ready and out, like prepared and ready to, ready to go. One of the things I started, started doing to help myself, like in the morning, like get my morning routine. And my morning routine is I get up and I get some coffee and I read my Bible and I pray. And I pray for many of you. And this is kind of my, this is my morning routine. And I'm trying to add a discipline of workout into that this year. Please pray for me. It's hard. Uh, but I don't want to be a tiramisu 140 pounds more than I am right now in the future. But um, anyways, uh, it's like... That is, my, that is my morning routine, and what has helped me is, is, like, for a while, what I was doing when I was really struggling with it is I was setting the coffee pot the night before, and it would start when my alarm went off, and that just helped me. The coffee's brewing. I better get out there and get that fresh cup of coffee because, you know what? Nobody wants to waste a cup of coffee. Are you kidding me? It's just a beautiful gift from God. I mean, it's just, like, awful. A terrible, terrible spit in the face of God. If you, if God designed coffee for our uh, all these good things and we don't drink it, and so so th- for me making that coffee and knowing that coffee was brewing and ready for me to sit down next to my my coffee and my Bible was just like I was ready. I was prepared. I was like, I had a plan in place and I had a time. Maybe it's, I set an alarm in my, on my cell phone. Maybe it's, you know, whatever it may be to say, it is a regular kind of habit cycle that has been formed in my life. You've done it with brushing your teeth. And it's really something you don't think about anymore, I hope. It's something you don't think about anymore. You get up and at some point in the morning, you brush your teeth, Right? And it's something that at this point in time in your life, you don't think about or whatever. But maybe there was a point in time in your life where somebody had to remind you and help you with that. But it's become a part of what you are and who you are. And it's just normal part of your habit cycle. It's you wake up and that's who I am. And that's what I do. And so if you say, I would just kind of like to read my Bible, but you don't know like what you're going to read or when you're going to do it. You don't know like how you're going to start or when you're going to start. You don't know how many days a week you're going to plan to do that or how much time you're going to spend in that. More than likely, that will fall into the category of good intention and no follow through. And it will have very, very little effect on your life. Very little effect on your life. And so giving yourself fully to the work is kind of setting up a pattern and routine in your life where you say, I have a plan. I have a plan for this. And this is very specifically what I'm going to do. 
My plan is five days a week, I try to spend 30, about 30 minutes and I go through my, my routine of reading the Bible, praying and doing those things. And I do that Monday through Friday and that's my routine. Okay, on Saturday, I sleep in on Sunday morning. I'm getting ready for church. And that's my my weekly routine. But it's it's it becomes over the course of time, like a part of who you are. And it's it can have a profound change and impact on your life. I would say don't start by you. You might not even want to start with saying, "Okay, I'm going to I'm going to eliminate my social media time. So I'm going to go 15 times through the Bible this year. Don't start like that. Don't even you don't even have to start with saying I'm going to read through the entire Bible in a year. Start with this. I will read one Bible verse a day. That's it. Start with something like that. I'm going to read one Bible verse a day and I'm going to do it right when I wake up or right when I go to bed or whatever it may be. I'm going to read one a day. There's phone apps. There's all kinds of things that come through that can help you. We live in a wonderful, beautiful time that can help us kind of plan that in our life, set an alarm, set a timer, whatever it may be, but like get a specific plan to say, I'm going to have a keystone habit in my life start that is going to be something that will change for the, over the course of, it's going to change me over the course of time. Set yourself up for success with a really specific plan. I had a friend once that was really struggling with cleaning his house and keeping his house in order. And I told him, and he was telling me, he was like, I got to do a, I got to do like a four hour deep clean and I got to do all this stuff. And I was like, I was like, all right, nope. I got one piece of advice for you. One piece of advice. Say, do 15 minutes a day and that's it. That's it. Only 15 minutes a day. He's like, I got a lot more cleaning to do than 15 minutes. Trust me. I got to like spend a whole day and I got to get it all together. And I got to trust it. My house has got more than, I said, no, just do 15 minutes a day. That's it. Don't do any more. Only 15 minutes. And it's just, you have to realize that the starting is the hardest part. And once you kind of like get into that starting you're probably going to clean a little bit more than 15 minutes because you're like, oh, I'm going to finish this up and I'm going to keep doing it. You know, whatever it may be. But it's that starting and saying like, look at this. This place is a disaster and is a mess. And I just, I got to move. I can't do anything about it. But saying, I'm going to start with one little step and I'm going to keep doing it and I'm not going to stop. I know I can do this. And then it's a profoundly powerful thing how change can take hold in your life. One small keystone habit, one thing, and give yourself fully to that work. The scripture in the last part, it says this, your labor is not in vain. Your work is not in vain. What you're doing does matter. Those things that you're doing that nobody sees, those things that you're developing and building in your life every single day that nobody knows anything about, those things that don't seem day to day to be making a change, it does matter. And you know, all throughout scripture, it's all these people, and I, I, I just think to what was going on in the, this exact time when these words were written. What was happening in this time when these words were written is there was, there was a few churches 
They were scattered about around, you know, around Europe and uh, parts of Asia around there. And there was a couple of churches and there was a few people and they had heard the voices of God. They followed God and they started these little churches and these small little towns and stuff like that. And a lot of them would they just kind of meet in houses and things like that. And Paul would go around and he would write letters to them and encourage them along and all this stuff. And can you imagine being in that time and place? Where you're looking around and saying like, man, I really believe God wants to do something in my life. And he wants to do something. But like, oh, doesn't, this is a lot of work and this is hard. And then here's what happens in this time and place. They're facing and they started to face persecution. And they started to face like some of them were just kind of ostracized from the community and from their families and things like that. And then some face physical persecution. And he's saying like, oh my goodness, imagine if at that time and place, all of them just said, I give up. What I'm doing is not worth it. What I'm doing doesn't matter. And we see all these years later, the church that has spread all throughout the world. And we think about it sometimes. We can think about it even in, within the context of our church. Imagine if, you know, like everyone stopped giving, everyone stopped serving, everyone stopped inviting someone, everyone stopped teaching the kids in kids' church, everyone stopped welcoming one another. We stopped like gathering together. We stopped worshiping. Any of those kinds of things, if any point in time somebody says, enough is enough, I quit, it could be done like that. And that's what happens. And he's saying, listen, what you're doing is something that is bigger than you. That is a spiritual act that you're giving your life to something that matters. What you're doing is not in vain. Keep going. Keep understanding what you're doing is important. If you want to put it on a personal level, if you're improving your relationship by 1%, are you kidding me? Your kids, your spouse, your friends, your family members, that matters. Okay? And if 1% is slipping every year, what is the end goal of that? How does that project in five years? If there's a 1% slip in your intimacy with your spouse, if there's a 1% relationship clip with with your kids or, or close family members how does that project over the course of years how does it project a, like i am giving myself to these things that are so important and so valuable my kids my spouse my family members my friends i man i i'm gonna give myself to that my spiritual life A 1% slip, what does that look like over the course of years? What does it look like over the course of years? A 1% slip in our moral fiber or our resolve as far as like what we're going to do morally. What does that look like over the course of years, over the course of time? It's a bad picture and you can play it out in your head and it's not that hard to project. But it's something that we have to realize that it's an everyday battle. It's that everyday It doesn't just happen overnight. And so he's saying you have to remember your labor is not in vain. 
This past week, as I was doing my routine of reading the scripture and praying, a Bible verse came to my view that was, that was different than, like, maybe I, I've read it before for sure, but I just, it just didn't pop out at me. And I read it, Proverbs 5, 21 says this, for your ways are in full view of God. And I read that proverb and I was like, wow, your ways are in full view of God. And I was thinking about that within the context of this message, thinking about all of those things that maybe we slip and maybe we slide. And you look at it and every single action that we take, let's say first and foremost, you can't get away with anything. Scary as it may sound, those like whatever, that one, one whatever that nobody knows about, it's still in full view of God, but let's think about it on the positive side. That everyday giving effort, giving a commitment to say, God, I want to I, I, I grow and I want to give you a little bit more of my time in my life. And that one habit, I'm giving you this moment in my life. God, I pray that you do something with it over the course of time. That is in full view of God. Do you understand that? That is in full view of God. And God, when he sees us acting out and seeking him, has promised that if you seek him, you will find him. That God will show up. And so it's a beautiful and inspirational thing when we daily decide to do something that nobody else will ever see or know and say, this is who God's called me to be and this is, I'm going to, I'm going to just do that one, set up that one thing and knock it down today. And it may not feel like it's changing the whole world or anything, but I know this is in full view of God. God, give me grace. God, build me up into something else. And how profound could it be over the course of months and and years? How can it change? The true heroes of faith all throughout history and throughout this world are those people that are unsung heroes that daily love their neighbor, who are serving in like little small churches all around the world, who are doing things that like nobody else knows or notices. And you know what? None of that work is in vain and it's in full view of God. Never forget that. Never forget that. And so sometimes we maybe quit or we maybe give up because maybe it's not happening fast enough. Maybe we don't have a plan or maybe we think that it doesn't matter. But those things are not, that's not true. It does matter. Your life matters and what you do with your life really, really matters. And so my, my encouragement to you as you've been thinking about it and you said, I, this is the kind of person I want to be is that this week you say, I'm giving myself to one small discipline, one small change, one small habit and routine. There would be something that I believe firmly that God will do something in my heart and my life. In the coming weeks, we're going to be talking about kind of like some of those motivations and how to continue that on and also how to like, how to enjoy that discipline that you're going through. But for this week, my challenge to you is to think about something that could be one of those keystone habits in your life that could build your life for years to come. 
Please pray with me. God, I pray over each and every one of us that we, would, that we would stand firm and let nothing move us. That we would give ourselves fully to the work of the Lord. God, that we would know that our labor is not in vain. And so, God, as we have these moments with you, as we have these times where we can be challenged and encouraged by your words, help us to take full um, opportunity to reflect and to respond. God, we know that change doesn't just happen in an instant, but... Over the course of years and over the course of time, you're doing something in us and through us that changes us in a dramatic way. God, I'm so thankful that years ago when I was a kid, my family said, every Sunday, we're going to be in church. God, I thank you that that has been a habit in my life that has sustained me. God, I thank you that you've called me and challenged me to, to read your word. God, I am just grateful for the gift that it's been in my life. And as people are thinking about what is it that's their one thing that they want to do that is kind of one of those cornerstone events, those life-changing moves in their life. God, I pray that you would, you'd give them courage to just keep knocking over one of those dominoes every single day. So God, around this room, I pray that we would make a commitment to you right here and now as to the type of people we would like to be. And you give us the strength to stand firm and let nothing move us. I want to invite you right now as you're there reflecting on what we've talked about to if God has moved you and spoken to you, if there's something that has come top of mind to, to, to cry out to God and pray and make a commitment to God right here and now. Say, God, this is, this is my, my daily five-minute thing that I'm going to do. This is my habit that I want to start. This is the thing that I know that you want to build in me and become. And so this, I make this commitment to you. And the God that changes small steps of faith as small as a mustard seed into a giant tree will will build something in your heart and in your life that is bigger than you can ever imagine.
So if God is speaking to you, tell him right now what you commit to doing.